You're listening to the Bible as literature. This is Father Mark Bulos. And this is Dr. Richard Benton. Welcome to the first episode of The Bible as Literature. Today we're excited to welcome the Reverend Dr. Bill Mills. He's the pastor of Nativity of the Holy Theotokos Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he's also author of several books, one of which is Walking with God, Stories of Life and Faith. So we had the chance to catch up with Father Bill this year at the Antiochian Biblical Institute in Coral Gables, Florida. And we're excited to bring this interview to you. So Father Bill, could you talk a little bit about how you talk about the Bible, how you teach the Bible, and what you do as far as getting people into the Bible at your parish? Well, when I first got to Nativity, uh, I thought the Bible was important to, um, to learn as a community, because when I got there, there was no education for adults. So we started with the prophets and just went through the prophets chapter by chapter and very simply explained the text, bringing modern uh, cultural and personal experiences just to, for examples, to, so people can understand the text via their culture today. You know, drawing upon movies or literature or events in the world to uh, kind of explain the text. And people got interested, and then after that we started with the Psalms, and then we went to New Testament and did the Gospels. But uh, a big piece of that also was liturgically, because people hear the scripture in the, the liturgy and in Vespers, so wanted to uh, use those kind of lessons as examples too, since people heard those year after year after year. So did you get a lot of pushback? I mean, I guess, you know, one of the things that I often hear, mostly from clergy, ironically, I don't hear this from the people, but I often hear uh, people raise concerns about the content of Scripture, you know, being too uh, violent, or, or perhaps dealing with issues that are, are inappropriate for certain ages. How did you grapple with that, or was that even an issue in your parish teaching? Nope. When I got to Nativity, there was no adult education at all. So I started from the ground up and very basically taught the people Scripture, and they had no problem with any of that. Because so I used cultural examples, and they, and they, they realized the Scripture is no different. So what kind of, what kind of re- like once you did it, what kind of reaction were like people bored? Were they excited? No, they're excited because then after a while I invited Father Paul down and his first talk was on the book of Revelation and we had 50 people at the parish for a whole Saturday. Hmm. It was called Apocalypse Now and people loved it. We had people from the community come and after that Father Paul came twice a year and then people really got involved in scripture. So now it's almost like a no-brainer that people really want to learn more and more and Mm -hmm. I just did a session in the fall on the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, that's all the same. Yeah. I keep telling people I mean, that. my mind is like... <laughs> <laughs> you want to do... You could read Galatians. Sure, you sure. You read Isaiah. Yeah, At the end of the day, you're the problem sure. when you hear it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Have you... No- did you notice... Did you notice it had any change on the life of the parish when you started doing that? Or since you... You didn't... Or did you not have much of a baseline... Well, I have quite a few educated people. I have eight PhDs in the parish. I have three doctors, uh, a lawyer, and they're educated to begin with, and they wanted to learn more. So they got excited, and the more they learned, I got excited because I felt Mm -hmm. I was doing something positive. So kind of built upon uh, the snowball Mm -hmm. effect. Yeah. And actually, for a while, I was getting too busy with new new catechumens, and I couldn't. I had two little children. So I had two lay people, actually, Team Teach, Matthew, and another gospel. Ah. Because they're both educated people. They yeah. both love scripture already. Right. I trusted them. 
Yeah. And it was excellent. How did, how, yeah, how oh, did it work out? It was good for them because they got to use their gifts. The parishioners saw lay people teach them, and I felt comfortable uh, that's actually that's key, and I, I and wish more priests did that, Father Bill. Like allowed allowed oh, yeah. lay scholars to teach. Oh sure, because it puts the authority not on the caller, sure, but actually on the content. Of the, I mean, the knowledge, which is what we're all. Sure. And, and they enjoyed it too. They uh-huh. enjoyed it. Yeah, the parishioners enjoyed it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Has it has it brought in people? Has it turned people away? Neither. I don't think. Mm. No. So it's just part of the life of the parish. It's part of the life of the parish. It, okay, yeah. but it's part of the. Um, Part of the social cohesion and um, that. Okay, so so t- talk a little bit about how the um, the program developed. So you started off and you said, okay, we're just gonna. You come in. There's no adult education. Um, so you said, okay, we're gonna do some with adult pro- education. We start with the prophets. Start with the prophets. Yeah. Okay. So you started with what? I started with the smaller ones, Hosea, John, uh-huh. you know, the, the lesser prophets or minor prophets. These were smaller. I figured it was right. more palatable. And then from there, I went to the Gospels, okay. all four Gospels. And then we took a break for a while, and then we did Paul. And then we did the uh, lectionary study. So we did, like, Matthew cycle, Luke cycle. Because oh, people okay. hear that in liturgy, and I thought, why not just draw upon what they know already? Mm-hmm. Similar to the, cycle, the, the pattern of your books. Exactly. And that's how it started, actually. My, the early books... The early books that I had uh, were based on the liturgical structure of the church, and I finished the whole cycle of that mm-hmm. uh, because it's important. People in the church hear these lessons, but either if the priest doesn't preach on them or if they miss a Sunday, at least they have something on, written, on their written mm-hmm. paper. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's important because a lot of times it also prevents boredom. If you're going through Matthew 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, it might be boring for people, but if they hear it at a liturgy on Sunday and you talk about it at adult class afterwards, they'll kind of get the connection. How do the kids? Do you have a lot of? Do you have kids in the parish? Forty-five children. children yeah. Okay, so how are they? How do they respond to this type of education program? Well, it's wonderful because when we first got to nativity, we had no uh, children education. There was nothing, and both my wife and I were raised on church curriculum. And both of us didn't like that. So we decided we needed something new. So Ticia is very uh, biblically oriented. So we have a whole cycle of Old Testament, year one. Year two is New Testament. Year three is sacraments and saints. And the idea is that that curriculum rotates. So, for example, a kindergartner will get Old Testament at kindergarten, again at third grade, and again at fifth grade, but different levels. So she wrote it. For elementary level, middle school level, and high school level. Oh, that's right. She wrote a whole and, curriculum. Yeah, and some churches actually use that curriculum uh, for their church school program. What is it called? So, there's no name for it, but she just has it written. This and, it's uh, you know if I'd like to ask you, Father, if we could uh, get, you know maybe look at this a copy of this later and talk about it. it sure. Might be something we could potentially incorporate into Ephesus school. Sure. Yeah, and or at uh, least some of its principles. It's great for the children because they hear lessons in church sometimes, depending on the year. And they get it in church school, so it's a it's a good way of doing that. Fantastic, fantastic. So you've written a number of books. Yeah. Tell us about your latest book, Walking with God. Walking with God is basically a collection of sermons. I didn't want to call it sermons because people wouldn't, you know, buy it or might maybe find it boring. And basically, it's a collection of sermons from two or three years, and of course edited. And I find that. The books that I write also have to have like a um, reflection piece. So every chapter ends with three or four food for thought questions to get people into the text. And uh, I know there's a Greek parish in California that uses it for adult class. And it's good because lay leaders might not know where to turn for resources. So my books are geared for that kind of a level. They're not commentaries per se. 
but they are books that anyone can pick up and read for themselves or for small group ministry or for adult class. It's, it's important, you know, I mean, just thinking about our own experience, you know, Richard and I working in, in the Ephesus School. When we started, it was, aside from your books and, and some other work that, that folks are doing, it's really hard to find good quality biblical material that's not written by scholars for scholars for scholarship. Mm-hmm. It's actually for the community, the people that we're trying to you know minister to and minister with. So it's really exciting. Uh, it's an honor to see you. Very excited about your latest book. Looking forward to hearing your presentation today at the Antiochian Biblical Institute. And uh, the, hopefully this is the first of many interviews. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Father Bill. Thank you. You've just heard the Bible as literature. Thanks for listening.